Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canola, and today we're going to continue our Countdown to Retirement series, and this is the third of four episodes where the goal is for you to have four distinct questions, and if you can answer yes to each of them, then you're in a great position to retire. Now, a quick announcement before we get started. I've actually started filming each of these episodes and posting the videos to YouTube. So if you're listening to this and if you'd rather watch the episodes or watch the episodes in addition to listening to the episodes, head over to YouTube and you'll find them there. The YouTube channel is called Root Financial Partners which is the financial planning company that I run. And in addition to these videos, I'll also be uploading videos on other financial topics I think will be really valuable to you. So be sure to make sure that you subscribe and you'll be notified anytime a new video is released. So again, that's Root Financial Partners on YouTube. And then the podcast, of course, is called Ready for Retirement. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe, whether you're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, should be available everywhere, wherever podcasts can be listened to. So make sure that you subscribe so that you're notified every time a new episode comes out. All right, so let's get to today's episode. In today's episode, we're addressing a third of the four questions that we laid out in our Countdown to Retirement series. And the third question is, do you know what you'll do when you retire? Now, this is a big question. I think people have vague ideas. They think about retirement and it's easy to maybe even fantasize about retirement, what what that might mean. We don't have to wake up and go to work each day. But there's, there's a change that happens. Our whole life, we've been conditioned to do the next thing. You go to elementary school and get good grades. You go to high school and get good grades. So you can go to college and get good grades. So you can get a job. You get a good job so you can get promoted. You get promoted so you can save for a home. You save for a home so you can raise a family. And there's almost this cycle. And then when you retire, there's not necessarily that next thing that you're supposed to do. This can be challenging for people. Most people, they haven't gone through and really thought about what's next because for a lot of their lives, it's it's not been dictated, but it's it's almost there's the assumption of what you should be doing next. There's what's normal to do next. When you retire, there's a lot of free time for you to consider what you want to do with it. Now, this can really be the most challenging part of the decision to retire is when you're working, you have that sense of purpose and you have that structure and that routine of what you're doing. And then one day you retire and there's not that same sense of purpose or structure or routine. I remember one day getting a call and it was a call from a prospective client he'd been referred to me and he, he started asking me some questions and he told me he was looking into retirement and wanting to know whether he could do it. And I started probing. I was asking him about income, asking about investments, about savings. And it very quickly became clear to me that this person was in a great position to retire from a financial standpoint. It didn't even matter how much they wanted to spend. They were prepared to be able to have a very, very successful retirement. So I asked, why are you still working? I asked if he enjoyed his job and he said he hated his job. He hated his job, but he was still working. So I probed some more and I asked, well, why, why are you continuing to work given the fact that you have all the money that you need and you don't enjoy what you're doing for work? Well, his answer was he had no idea what he was going to do. It was scary to him to leave a job that even though he didn't like it, he'd been doing it for the past 40 years of his life and he really didn't know what was next for him. So that's why understanding what retirement looks like for you. Maybe you've answered the first question that we laid out of, do you have enough money to retire? You've answered the second question of have you had enough work, but that's why the third question is what are you going to do when you retire? Do you know what you want to do? So you may be listening to this and say, James, I know exactly what I want to do. I have my first year of retirement planned out. I have every year of retirement planned out. I'm going to have no problem finding things that keep me busy, keep me happy. That's that's awesome. That's, That's great if that's you. If that's not you, 
don't worry. You're very much like most people. Maybe you have a vague idea of some things that you want to do, but you're not truly sure what life's going to look like at that point. And that's why we're doing today's episode. On today's episode, I want to kind of give you some ideas, give you some options of what you could be doing, things that I've seen clients use successfully and just really seen a bunch of people use successfully. So that when you retire, you're really retiring into something as opposed to just retiring out of something and then not really understanding what's next. I found this great list and this list, it comes from the Axe Senior Retirement Community. And it was an article they posted that I thought was very comprehensive and very thorough. I'll post a link to this article in the show notes. So if you want to find the show notes, it's readyforretirement.co and then search for this episode, which is the third of four episodes in the Countdown to Retirement series. But what this list did is it just gave a whole bunch of ideas, some of which you've probably thought of and others maybe you haven't thought of. But the goal is to provoke thought in terms of when you do retire, wanting to make sure that that's the best season of your life or one of the best seasons of your life. What, what are some things that people do and find a lot of fulfillment or enjoyment in doing? So we're just going to go through this list. The first thing is consider moving somewhere new. Maybe you live where you live because you have a job there. Maybe you live where you live because you raised a family there, because you have a home that you can afford there, whatever it is. Well, when you retire, some of those things holding you to that place or tying you down to that place, they may not exist anymore. Now, maybe you love where you live and if that's the case, great. There might not be a reason to move. But if you're living somewhere just because it was nearby where your job was or because it had a great place to raise a family and that family's now grown and they're independent or for whatever other reason, I see a lot of people retiring and moving to a different part of the state. I see a lot of people retiring and moving out of state, sometimes for tax reasons, sometimes just to be closer to doing the things that they want to do. So understand or just consider, are there other places that when you retire, you might want to check out? And if so, I see a lot of people do this and really enjoy it. There's a change of scenery. It's something new, something exciting. So consider maybe moving out of state, at least for part of retirement. Number two, travel. Traveling the world. This is probably one of the biggest things when I ask people what they're looking forward to in retirement. Well, they just want the time to be able to travel. They want time to be able to take off for a week or two and not have to worry about checking their inbox when they're gone or worrying about coming back to a stack of paperwork in the office when they return. So travel is a big one. I think that's what most people think of. But what people don't often think of is, is sometimes the travel that's right here in their own backyard. So often people think of travel and it's trips to Europe and it's trips to Asia and it's trips to wherever it might be. And that's wonderful. But there's so many great things I think people leave underrated here in the, in the continental U.S. So travel doesn't have to be a big, expensive, long getaway. It can sometimes be a three, four day weekend. It can sometimes be a little bit longer, but there's so much to do here in the U.S. as well as outside the U.S. that really your list of travel could be endless and you still wouldn't, you really just wouldn't be able to get to everything. So understanding what places would you enjoy seeing? Maybe make a list of some of those places so you can start to plan out retirement travel and understand when it might be best to do some of that. Next is get a rewarding part-time job. So you retired, but that doesn't mean you should stop working. If you don't want to work, great. And you know, if you don't need to financially, great, don't do it. But a lot of people do find meaning and they find purpose in work. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Maybe it's your coworkers. Maybe it's the work you get to do. Maybe it's just having that sense of structure and that routine. So if there's something you'd find yourself enjoy doing, this could be maybe you go work at Home Depot. Maybe you love gardening and you work at a, a, a pottery place or a gardening place. There's so many things that you can do that you don't necessarily do for the financial benefit, but you do because you're handy around the house. And so you want to work at Home Depot to be able to help other people do that. Or you're handy in the garden or just whatever it might be, you enjoy doing things and work provides an outlet for that. So I see a lot of people find part-time work and really enjoy it so much more than they did their main career 
because there's not just a, there's not the same pressure. There's not the same expectations and the same performance levels that need to be driven to. It's rather something that they're doing because they enjoy doing it. Next, and this isn't really a hobby in retirement, but give yourself some time to adjust to a fixed income. This is sometimes a big adjustment for people. And this is why I walk people through a lot of budgeting exercises before they actually transition into retirement is your whole life, you probably had a salary, but maybe there was also some bonuses. Maybe there's also some other income sources coming in. And when you retire, your income, it might be a fixed amount monthly from social security or a pension or investments. And sometimes it just takes some getting used to of understanding how that's gonna play out. So not really a hobby in retirement, but something that is important to do that I wanted to add to this because it is important that you understand how that's gonna work so that you can start to plan for vacations or you can start to plan for other things that you wanna do. And then a big one I think is, is exercise more. So many people when they first retire, you still have your health, you still can be active and exercising is such a key piece of keeping you active and keeping you healthy for as long as possible so that whatever's fun to you, whatever you wanna be able to do in retirement, you have the health, you have the energy, you have the ability to do that. And exercising is also one of those things that provides that routine. It, it replaces almost that sense of routine, that sense of structure that you had with work. Well, maybe you're not waking up early to go to work now, but it does help to wake up and have something to do, something to start the day right. And exercising, whether that's going to the gym, whether it's water aerobics, whether it's yoga, whether it's hiking or surfing or something outdoors, Really find whatever it is that's going to make you happy and making sure you build that into your schedule so that you can be out, you can be active and maintain your health and really just increase your overall happiness in retirement. Next, there's some not just travel or exercising or things to do, but I also like to encourage people to think about educational or, or kind of more rewarding hobbies when you do retire, one of which is become a mentor. Now, when you retire, by this time, you've amassed a large amount of experience, a large skill set, a large amount of wisdom. And sometimes I find that what's most rewarding for people is being able to pass that wisdom on to the next generation. This could be formally a mentorship for someone in the workplace. This could be a mentorship for a neighbor or a friend or someone you know. This could be mentorship through a church or community center. But really having someone that you can pour into is a big part of what's going to make your retirement rewarding. You've built up so much. And I think when people retire, they, they underestimate how much wisdom and skill set they do have. And being able to pass that on is an incredibly rewarding part of retirement and something I encourage people to do whenever possible. Take classes. Just because you retire doesn't mean that the, the, the learning should stop. The more you learn, the more classes you take, the more you're stimulating your brain, the just the healthier you're going to be mentally and the more challenging you're going to find retirement to be and not challenging in a bad way but more mentally stimulating. And so there's plenty of free or inexpensive classes available. These may be through a community college. These may be through an online class, like a Skillshare, like a Udemy. There's so many different resources where if you wanna learn water painting, you can learn water painting. If you wanna learn how to code on computers, you can learn how to code on computers. If you wanna learn how to build furniture, you name it, the list is endless. And having a hobby, having a class that you can take and continue to learn new things, you might be surprised at how much you enjoy that. And having time and energy to pour into something is something I encourage people to do as well when they retire. Reading. Reading's a big one. Now, when you're working, you might be working 40, 50, 60, sometimes more hours in a week, and you just don't have the time to read. When you look at work, when you look at taking care of family, when you look at taking care of the home or doing other things, reading is one of those things that people really enjoy when they have time to do it, but oftentimes don't fully have that time up until they're retired. 
So pursue reading, pursue books, classics that you've never read before, new books that you want to be able to read. Again, that helps to mentally stimulate the mind and it's also just something that's very enjoyable. So reading is something that you can do either as part of a book club and that can be something where you get some social interaction as well or just reading on your own, but that's something that, that you can use when you're retired to fill some of the days and do some of the things that you enjoy doing. Learning a second language. I see a lot of people doing this. And now this is this could be kind of tied into the take a class type topic, but learning a second language, and I'll, I'll keep reiterating this, but stimulating the mind, preventing cognitive decline is such a big thing. And if you can do that in the first few years of retirement, what you're doing is it doesn't necessarily prolong your lifespan, but it prolongs what you might call your health span, which is equally important in retirement. You don't want to just live a long time. You want to have your health for a long time so you can maintain a healthy, a healthy, active lifestyle. And learning a second language helps to do that on the mental side, stimulating the mind and keeping you alert and keeping you mentally alert. And again, just just stimulating the mind and then volunteering. So volunteering is something that a lot of people look forward to being able to do in retirement. Now, this could be anywhere from a couple of few hours a week to full time volunteering whether this is a community center nearby, whether this is a church nearby, whether you have a project or you have a passion that you would really like to lead and help other people volunteer in. Volunteering is a very productive, a very fulfilling and a very rewarding thing that you can do with your time and something a lot of people consider doing when they're retired. Now, this next one is maybe something that people look forward to most when they retire, if you have children and grandchildren, is spending time with them. Maybe you're babysitting the grandchildren, which is something that you'll have a blast doing, something you'll have a ton of fun doing, and it allows for your children, so your grandchildren's parents, to have time to go on a date night or time to focus on whatever they need to focus on. So this is something that people tend to look forward to most, again, if you have grandchildren, is being near them and getting to spend time with them. And this sometimes ties into those other points of, do you move to a different city? You might have grandchildren, but they're in a different part of the country. If that's the case, consider, do you move out there? Do you maybe get an Airbnb or a vacation rental, move out there maybe one to a few months out of the year to be close to family? Or maybe do you just travel back and forth? But spending time with family is an incredible part of retirement that you're going to have more time to do once you're no longer working. Picking up sports. I see a lot of people retire and pick up tennis or pick up t- uh, pickleball or pick up uh, softball, what- whatever it is. Again, having that activity, having something to look forward to, especially if it's a team sport, again, that social interaction, that's something, whether it's at a local YMCA or community center or just a rec league in town, that's something that people have a ton of fun doing. It keeps them active. It keeps them social. And it's oftentimes part of an overall fulfilling retirement. And then lastly, I mentioned this before, but by the time that you retire, you've accumulated so much wisdom, so much skill set, so much knowledge, so much that you can share with the world that I'll encourage people to, to blog, to write a book, to share that information with the world. And this doesn't have to be something that you do to become a bestseller or to have thousands and thousands of people to read your blog, but it can be fun. And again, it can be a mentally stimulating exercise to process what you've learned over your lifetime or over your career, or or even just how retirement's going and share that with people. If people read it, great. If not, it can still be a fun exercise that you do to process what you're thinking about, to put what you have in your mind on paper and share that either through a book or through a blog or some other resource. Now that's a list of some of the most common things I see people doing in retirement. Again, you may be listening to this or what you may be watching this and saying, James, you know what? I've got my retirement planned. More power to you. 
that's a wonderful thing to have, but most people, they don't. Most people think about retirement and they think, oh, I might travel, I might spend time with family, but it's definitely a good exercise to say every day, you're gonna have the day wide open, not have to go to work. What are you gonna do to fill your time, to come up with a happy, a productive, a fulfilling, a rewarding retirement, so when you retire, you won't be looking back saying, why didn't I plan for this better? Or why did I ever leave that job? Or why, why, why? You'll have a plan and you'll be able to do this. Not that you need to know perfectly, but at least having a general understanding of what's gonna be most rewarding, what's gonna be most fun and fulfilling to you, it's good to have that going into retirement. So this is the third part of the four-step process. Again, number one was understanding, do you have enough money? Number two was understanding, have you had enough work? This part, number three, was what will you do when you retire? Don't forget to join us next time for number four, the fourth question where if you can answer yes to that, in addition to these first three episodes, you're in a great position to retire. So remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, that's at uh, Root Financial Partners. That's the YouTube channel name. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already at Ready for Retirement, which you're listening to right now, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, you should be able to subscribe. And thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to episode number 14 of the Ready for Retirement podcast. To see the show notes and the resources from today's episode, please head over to the Ready for Retirement website. That's readyforretirement.co, readyforretirement.co. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to the show. A new episode is released each week and by subscribing, you'll be notified each time that happens. And again, if you missed it when I first entered the show, this show is now on YouTube as well. So if you want to listen to this episode as well as view the episode, you can go to YouTube and on there, you'll look for Root Financial Partners, which is the name of the company that I run. And these episodes will be there in video format as well. Finally, this show is answered or this show is designed to answer your questions about retirement. So if you have a question and you want that question to be answered on the show, go to the website. And on the website, there's a section or a page where you can submit a question that I will answer in a future episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.